You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Hello, welcome to the Oz Network for a very special one-off. We'll put this under the random rewatch category uh, because it's a show we've never talked about before, and of course, where we're going to start, but at the very end. So, for all you people out there who have never watched The Americans, this is the one to start on because we're going to spoil everything about six years for you here. Uh, so, I am here joined by another one who's not an American, just like the cast members. We've been integrated into other societies. Some of us have already lost <laughs> the ability to speak our native dialect. <laughs> so, uh, we're going to find lots of connections to The Americans here and lots to talk about for the season six finale, also known as the series finale of the americans i don't know if it's start or s-t-a-r-t uh but we'll have lots to talk about here my name is colin and just like the jennings i also abandoned my son to uh talk about spy <laughs> stuff today <laughs> oh lord <laughs> my name is noah and i can't live with or without the americans uh, i don't really know what to do at this point i'm just in an endless void now i yeah i completely agree with you because I mean, we've been talking about the show for a couple of years on and off, and I think the first idea about recording an episode was probably like two and a half years ago, like during season four, when we were only covering Survivor, <laughs> and we said, let's do an April Fool's joke and just record an Americans recap instead of Survivor, everybody will love it. <laughs> and that never happened, and then on and off, we could have recorded it, but didn't, so we're just going to start here at the end, but I, I completely agree with you. Like, I, I think for the last, I don't know, 10 years, there's always... You know, one show on TV that I just absolutely love. And as soon as that show's gone, I'm like, oh, what am I going to do with my life? And then there's always a new <laughs> show that comes to replace it. But I'm, I'm pretty doubtful right now. I, 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 I'm very satisfied with the ending of the show. But I'm desperately looking for that next show to pique my interest. Yeah, this is... Um, yeah, we did talk about doing something like this because... But, Really, you're the only person I know that actually watches this show. I've been obsessed with it um, for quite a few years, but it's very rare. I was thinking this the day of the finale. I was working all day. I was waiting, waiting to get home to watch it. All I could think about was the Americans, and it really makes you think how few shows actually go out on their own. Like, how many series finales have there really been in the past few years that you've actually watched and not counting things like sitcoms and all that it makes you think like this was six years of our lives like a lot changes in like that sun that you abandoned didn't even exist uh <laughs> when the americans started uh i i, I would have maybe been yeah i would have been a teenager when the americans started like six years is a long time so uh to just have that ripped apart and gone forever is is kind of difficult. Um, and I agree, there's no real show. Uh, I was obsessed with The Leftovers. I'm not sure if you've watched that. And that ended last year. But that was only three seasons, so it was sad. But I, uh, three years is not so much. Now, I can't really think of any show. Of course, I still watch TV shows, but there's... It probably hasn't been since Lost. I've had that feeling of just, oh, there's not going to be another show. And of course, you're right, there will be. But at the moment, it's just, all I can think about is the Americans. The only other one that came close to me in the last couple of years was Bates Motel. I don't know if you ever watched that. 
Um, mm, but I, I enjoyed that. I didn't get into that show till I think it was well into season three, and then I just sort of binge watched season one and two on Netflix, and then caught up on season three. Uh, but it's definitely not this level. And I don't know when you started watching this one, but like for me, I think again, it wasn't. It wasn't the first season. I remember hearing about the show, but FX. You know, here it's the way that our cable system works is you have to buy a group of channels. And at the time, you had to buy a group of channels. Like, you couldn't order just one channel. I couldn't order just FX and pay, like, $2 a month. At the time, you had to spend, like, $10 a month to get, like, six channels. And FX was one of them. And I'm like, oh, well, this seems like an interesting show, but I'm not, like, in that desperate need to watch it. And then they had it on a a free trial. Uh, This was probably somewhere in the middle of season two. And they had a, a long weekend where, like, they were just showing the entire series, like season one, and then everything they're up to in season two. And I just recorded it all. And it's probably the quickest I've ever watched any show. Where, like, over the course of two days, <laughs> I was watching it partly just because my PVR was filling up. I'm like, I only got five hours of recording left, and there's five episodes left. I got to watch five of them before the next five air. But I mean, I was just obsessed with the show. And then, you know, every single week, it, I always recorded. And uh, uh, now we're at the point where you can purchase just the one channel. Uh, and as a way to kind of cheat the cable system here, you know, I will purchase the one channel on Wednesday morning, and then I'll remove it from my TV package Thursday morning. <laughs> so in the end, I only pay about forty cents per month to watch the Americans. It's much better for me. Well, that's a full-on Jennings move there. I think. <laughs> um, yeah, for me, I think. I wasn't there from the beginning either. Like you, I had heard of the show, and I thought, that sounds interesting. Both of us are James Bond fans. This show's very different to James Mm -hmm. Bond, but I like spy-type stuff. So I always thought that I might be into it. Um, I think I caught up... The first season aired, and then I think it was starting in Australia, and I thought, oh, well, that will motivate me to watch it. But then I think I just downloaded them all and binge-watched it. Um, But... I think it's a little different to you is that it wasn't necessarily love at first sight for me. Um, I enjoyed the first two seasons, but it was more just another show that I watched. I enjoyed it. Uh, but for me, it was that season two cliffhanger where they said, oh, you need to tell Paige mm. the truth, which I think is still to this day maybe the best or one of the best season cliffhangers ever and I was so worried that this show would drop that plot line and that that would just be like a diversion and then you'd get into season three and that wouldn't actually be a thing. Uh, This was back when I didn't trust the show as much as I trust it now Uh, but but that they followed through with that and that was an amazing plot line. I think Paige probably has one of if not the best character arcs on the show and that season three, I was just completely uh, into it when they were with Paige and they were telling her. And I remember it was, they they told her the truth mid-episode. It wasn't like they're going to tell her and then it's a cliffhanger and you have to wait till next week to see the full conversation. Like, this is what makes the Americans different is they told her mid-episode and that was such a great plot line. And then after that, season four... Oh. This, I think, season four was when I started talking to you about the show week to week, and we said, oh, we need to drop Survivor uh, <laughs> and start talking about uh, Americans. Season four, easily the best season. Yeah. It blew me away, and 
Uh, season three had me. I knew this was show was special, but season four was what took it to that legendary status, and that was amazing. That season so well done. Uh, season five, yeah. But uh, and then and then and then it came round towards the end. So it was a slow burn for me, much like the show. It was a slow burn for me, but by the season three, season four, and the end. It's definitely in that top 10, top 5 category. It's such an amazing show. You know, I like any show that can catch me off guard. And, I mean, we'll get to the finale eventually, but like we have to give some context here for people who haven't watched The Americans <laughs> and decided to tune into this episode. Uh, but any show that can catch me off guard, that's when they have me. And that's, um, you know, Lost is a good example of that, but in a completely different area where it catches you off guard because it has these weird plot twists. And you, you think the show's going to go in one direction... And then it's like, oh no, there's a whole bunch of, there's a whole society living on this island, this deserted mm-hmm. island that we thought it was. And then they're like, oh, we're going to go back in time and forward in time and everything. <laughs> so that's like plot twist. But what I love about the Americans that I, I can't think of many other shows that did is that it, it, it ended up being way simpler than you thought. You know, I started season one thinking this is going to be like a great spy show and I can't wait to see how they're going to work the Cold War into this. And then throughout the course of the season, I'm like, I kind of think this show is actually about how this family would live together. And that's what I really loved in season one was like Philip and Elizabeth, that it actually ended up becoming more about their marriage. And it comes out, it's like, yeah, we've been together for 15 years, but we've never actually had a marriage. And that, that was the whole, um, uh, I guess, affair that she had had with, uh, oh, what was his name? Um, they brought him back in this episode. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, he was in the damn episode. Yeah, uh, Gregory. Uh, yeah, we have Gregory. Yeah, yeah. and you know, the, I still remember the one scene that really got me was uh, in season one when they're talking, and it's kind of Philip's moment of like, um, so this marriage hasn't been real, and she's like, well, I think it's like starting to get real now. <laughs> it's like fifteen years in, <laughs> they're having this conversation, and then the same thing like you mentioned with Paige's story arc. I remember ending season one, and I really loved it because it ended up being more about like how do these people survive in a country. What about when this country starts becoming more real to them? Like with Philip in that the early seasons where he's like, "What's wrong with America?" You know, and she's like, "Shut Blind your dancing. filthy mouth." <laughs> and then I thought they were going one direction with Paige, where she just become like this rebellious daughter, and then they end up going the opposite direction, where she ends up becoming like a saint in season two, and then they do the slow reveal and and. You would think, okay, well, she finds out who her parents are, but then they spend an entire season, I think it was season three, the entire season on just the conflict of, do I tell people I accidentally told my pastor? Where do we go from here? Like, it's such simple storytelling, but in no way did the show ever go in the direction you thought they would. Yeah, that's what makes the show, even up to the finale, like this final episode, even to the final shot, this this show, this episode was such a kind of, summary for a show that never goes in the way you think it is yeah. um but i i completely agree with you what i love about the americans first and foremost absolutely there's a, a lot of great things uh like the soundtrack mm-hmm. uh the scenery the setting the spy stuff but in many ways i could care less about the spy stuff yeah like, what kept me coming back all these years was the characters and the uh character development and the character drama like these are some of the best real-feeling characters, even though the plot in many ways is quite silly, if you quite think about it, like uh, spy, Russian spies being Americans and then FBI, <laughs> CIA moves in next door. It's quite silly if you really boil it down, but the characters feel so real and uh, 
Philip and Elizabeth, and maybe we'll get to favourite characters, which is almost impossible later on, but those two, there's not one that stands out. Those two are equally so strong, and even though they're together as a couple, they both have vastly different kind of developments and plots and so many interesting things that never go the way you think, like you said. And then we didn't even get to Stan, who was such an amazing character as well. And uh, I, I like spy things, but it was not the spy things that kept coming, kept me coming back all these years. It was most certainly the characters. Like, they could remove the spy element, and I would just come back for what what's happening to these characters. And, like, moving up a little closer to season six, I mean, the two things that I thought really held the show together in the early seasons was that uh, threat of, is Stan going to find them out? I and mean, they played up on it a lot in the first season. Like when I think there was the very first episode when he snuck into their garage because he was already suspicious <laughs> of them. He was suspicious the whole season. Yeah. Like They slowly had him get less and less suspicious. And it's funny, even just as an audience member, like I think I always had in my head that the series would end with Stan finding out. But it was like well into season six, and I'm thinking... As they start to slowly reveal, where it's like, oh, Are they gonna do this? yeah, I'm like, and then I forgot. I'm like, it's probably been two seasons since he had any suspicions. Like, they found a way to make you comfortable with Stan being around them, where it wasn't even threatening anymore. So that it, when they threw it back at you in season six, you're like, ooh, they might actually finally do this. Because uh, I, I don't think I was ever convinced that Stan wouldn't find out. I, I just, I had actually forgotten about that conflict. And then, you know, the other thing, like, going the different direction from what I thought uh, was you think that this whole series is a conflict again, going back to that first episode or whatever where Philip's like, what's wrong with America? And she gets all angry with him, is that this would be about this couple where one's more leaning towards maybe we're on the wrong side, one's leaning towards no, we're on the right side. And season five ends and Philip retires from being a spy. And they spend most of season six with him just rubbing in tra- travel agency. And that's like the epilogue at the end of a series. You know, the Americans ends and it's like, Philip decided to get out of the spy business. is now a successful travel <laughs> agent. But like he spends the... Well, unsuccessful. Unsuccessful, yeah. Failed travel agent. But he spends this entire season six as a travel agent. And in a weird way, just because I love Philip so much, I liked watching like his business fail. And, you know, when he has to fight. I could have watched a soap opera of just the travel agent, I'm telling you. Yeah, like the scene where he fired, I can't remember the guy's name. We fired the guy and he goes back Um, and tells Elizabeth, you fired him? He's been with us since the beginning. It's like, oh, I don't know what to do. I expanded the business too fast. <laughs> it's great, and that's a testament to the show that I could watch seasons of Philip just being a travel agent. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I completely agree with you. I was a bit, I was starting to think maybe, uh, maybe Stan would never find out, and it would kind of be left, kind of like the Renee thing, which we'll get to. It'd be kind of left of he kind of figures out, but he never fully figures out. But I was guessing up. Uh, all through the season, and each episode, I was thinking it was going to go one way, and it went a completely different way. Like the expectations, it never felt obvious, but it always felt right. Um, but I'm not sure if you ever watched Dexter at all. Did you see? No, that? I, I've heard um, bad, bad things about the finale. Though. Oh yeah, it's an awful finale. But one thing I hated about that show, and it's kind of minor spoilers here, is that certain people don't find out about Dexter, and that's the whole show. It's much the same as the Americans. They're hiding something. The main characters are not necessarily good people in many ways, and they're hiding things. But Dexter, they just completely dropped that. This, my biggest fear about the ending of this show is that Stan would never find out. Mm. But 
boy, they definitely delivered on oh, that. Yeah. Even though I think maybe they left it a bit late, it would have been nice to have Stan chasing them for a bit more of this season. I think like it was a bit rushed at the end, and if we're really diving into it, I think some of the ways that Stan found out was a bit kind of a bit forced. Yeah. But you can excuse all of that because of all the amazing stuff that happened. But there are a few criticisms, but they definitely delivered so much on this. I think the the only other point where you could have done it with Stan was probably, uh, it was maybe the third last episode, the Thanksgiving episode, where he starts to not even get suspicious. He's just sort of asking, like, there's something else going on that you're not telling me. And Philip comes up with this whole thing about his business failing. And yeah, maybe just play it out a little bit more over those three episodes. But at the same time, I can't really complain because the way that they threw it all together, like when they were um, uh, uh, doing the surveillance and he just sort of sneaks away on his own. And like that, like, oh, we got to talk about the the garage scene, like where he eventually finds them. That's iconic. That's got to go down as one of the greatest scenes in television history. And again, just yeah. going back to how it's it's more the personal characters, and I think that's where the finale was different for me, that they didn't feel the need to make it about this giant, you know, spy conclusion. It was just these characters, and characters who never really had a chance to talk about anything. Like, we never heard Philip talk to anybody about Stan actually being his friend. So when he has that moment where he's like, you know, you were my only friend, for, for one moment, like, I kind of got choked up because... Yeah, he's. You see him as being Stan's friend, but it's not like there's scenes where he's talking to Elizabeth. It's like I feel bad about what I'm doing to Stan. He doesn't deserve this. And then when Stan's reaction was, you know, something you completely forget about when he's talking to, um, uh, when he's talking to to Paige, and he's like, you know, so were you using Matthew? Like you realize, oh, this guy would probably be really offended. Like if I found out that you know my neighbors. Uh, or, or one of Casper's <laughs> friends, or Casper's first girlfriend, or whatever, turned out to be a spy, I'd be like, how could you do that to Casper? <laughs> and, and that's what made it so real, is he wasn't like, you know, I need to turn you in for the good of the country. He's like, you betrayed my son, Paige. Yeah, I mean, I guess we can get into this scene, uh, because I agree, this is the best scene of the American. Mm-hmm. I think my jaw was open the entire time, yeah. and I had chills. Uh, I'm geeking out so much just talking about this show right now because I've never talked to anyone about it ever, uh, apart from you over text. But um, but yeah, their their bromance was real and it was heartbreaking for like what made this scene. Uh, to side note, I did see some funny things online, some funny memes, and that that the first thing Stan did after all this went down was go straight to their fridge and take a beer. <laughs> I thought <laughs> that, that was quite funny because he's an expert at going to the Jennings fridge and yeah. taking a beer. <laughs> like, I don't think I'll ever have a friendship like that if someone did that in my house. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> Get out of my beer. But, you know how much that costs? Um, <laughs> yeah, beer is expensive. Uh, I'm, I have a failing travel agency. I don't have money <laughs> <laughs> but it's just what makes this scene so great amongst so many things is throughout the, throughout this whole show is we're siding with the Jennings like they're the main characters even though there's this whole dynamic of their KGB spies they are the people we're following and we're also siding with Stan but mm-hmm. this is the first time they've ever been pitted against each other and 
of course you don't want Stan to shoot them, or you want Stan to let them go, but you're also sitting there so divided on who are we siding with right now, because you have Stan who feels absolutely betrayed, rightfully so, and I love how he mentioned uh, Matthew and stuff like that. It felt so natural to bring in plot lines from the past. He mentions Oleg and all these different things, but and just uh, Noah Emmerich was just fantastic. He deserves an award of some sort because he barely had any lines in that whole scene. Like that's what makes it so good. Is uh, if this was like a network show, they would be screaming their heads off at each other and stuff like that with guns drawn. So yeah, <laughs> guns drawn. People sh- firing at the ground. Uh, it just felt so natural um, the way he was barely saying any words. But you have him so portrayed, but then you have Philip there saying, I'm not even in this anymore. I'm the one with the shitty life. He, mm-hmm. I think that's a direct quote, he says. And you just like feeling so bad for Philip. And I, I love Elizabeth and Paige, but this was uh, Philip and Stan's shining moment. And oh my God, there's so much to say about this scene. You know, one thing just off of uh, like Philip and Stan and onto Elizabeth that I thought was interesting is like throughout the course of season six, I realized Elizabeth's character never changed. Like when she has the, the I can't remember which episode it was in when she has a conversation with Paige and Paige is kind of losing it on her. She's still trying to lie to Paige there. And like Philip mm-hmm. got to the point where he's like, I don't want to lie anymore. And it's the same thing in this scene where, you know, Philip saying, I'm not going to lie to you. And Elizabeth's still trying to lie. And I think that's the great thing about a character. I'm like, yeah, you do feel for her in certain ways, but she's hardcore into this. And I think that's just the way, you know, people are in real life. You're, you're going to have some people who, who change and they mellow. But for her, she maybe because she didn't have that relationship with Stan, I just thought it was interesting that she never gave up. Oh, I'm going to try to fool him. Oh, uh, no, no, we're not Russian. Uh, we're from Ohio. <laughs> we, we have to go visit our dying aunt or something. Like she, She's always got something that she's trying. And I don't know, in some ways, I think like they could have gone the direction where her, her character just went to be so uh, like hardcore in this season that it was almost extreme. And that would have been the network way to do it. But instead, it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, her character got dirtier and, and, and everything throughout the course of the season. But then suddenly they found ways where she started to doubt the country because that was sort of the difference between them philip had a heart elizabeth didn't she had a conscience but not a heart and that's the only thing it eventually came around to is that because this whole series from her perspective was about we're doing this for our country when she realized no our country is not doing the right thing here it was her conscience that kicked in and it wasn't like her heart yeah elizabeth is just i think she, you know this was stan and uh Philip's moment, but you've got to give props to Elizabeth there as well, and um, it was just this was so tense, and I mean, I have a question for you, did you, I worried going into this finale, the way it was going, I was worried that Philip and Philip and Elizabeth and Stan would not have a meeting, that Stan would find out, but they would never see each other again. Like, I, I was trying to figure out how this episode was going to work, that they would all be in the same place at the same time. Did you ever worry that this scene would not happen? Uh, no, I kind of figured... Well, I figured some variation. I knew that there'd be some showdown between Philip and Stan, at least, because they did tease that, uh, like, with the Thanksgiving episode as well. 
But what I was thinking was going to happen is that it would be something like at the very last moment of the series where they have the chance to get on an airplane and he's, you know, on the tarmac with his gun drawn, like we said, <laughs> and that it would just be between Philip and Stan. I think adding Elizabeth and Paige in there is what was like the pleasant surprise. Oh, yeah, Paige, when he was questioning Paige mm-hmm. and just interrogating her and Philip saying, what are you doing? And uh, In hindsight, Paige... I think, uh, what's her name? Holly something. Taylor. Taylor, yeah. She was great, but in hindsight, knowing how this show ends, she really screwed herself by saying, I knew, they told me. Yeah. She could have not said anything, so (laughs) in hindsight, she screwed herself in the end, but uh, she was really good in the scene as well. But I, it would have been the network way to go, and we'll get into the fact that no one died in this episode at all, but... Uh, there was a real concern that Sam was just mid-sentence going to fire a shot at Philip. Yeah, it's it's so much more appropriate that he doesn't, though. And that's the other thing oh, yeah. that I, I thought was funny with the finale is that it doesn't end up even really becoming a chase. Like, I thought this, especially when you see the end of the previous... And how good was that cliffhanger on the second last episode where he calls and he's giving her, like, the code word, you know... Uh, and, oh, yeah. and then she's like, "All right, I gotta go," and she just immediately runs and gets Paige or whatever. Like, just what a they, long week. Yeah, it, they had that plan for like twenty years. You know, if this yeah. conversation ever happens, it means go and uh, everything. Yeah, and then I thought at that moment that this episode would be the chase of okay, the FBI knows who they are now. Maybe Stan's gonna try to help them. Maybe he isn't, uh, but they're gonna be on the run the whole time and. We had, like, the brief moment on the train when the guy was coming, checking the IDs. But, like, maybe because, like, the song that was playing wasn't, like, a tense song or anything. And also just you know mm-hmm. they're going to get away no matter what. There wasn't one moment in this episode where there was any doubt that they weren't going to get out of the country to me. And so yeah. it, it almost became more about, you know, what they have to leave behind. And that's where, like, um, Henry comes in, too. Oh. Like, <laughs> Henry. <laughs> One of the weirdest characters this, ever. <laughs> I was... I think the biggest jaw drop of this entire finale was that this, Henry is a character who... Uh, Paige has had such an amazing character. Uh, Henry, we've joked in the past that his plot lines are about, like, <laughs> sneaking next door to play video games <laughs> and uh, having the hots for... What was it? Stan's wife Mrs. or somebody Beeman's or a teacher. bikini picture <laughs> under his pillow. <laughs> These were his plot lines, and even to the end, he had kind of, oh, he's a hockey star type thing. He was always sidelined. So the moment, and it was very early in the episode, the moment Philip says, oh, we have to leave him, I think every viewer's heart just drops. Yeah. And the fact that Henry was the key kind of constant for the biggest emotional drama in this entire episode <laughs> blows my mind because he's been this character who's been nothing throughout this whole show, yet he was the driving force in pretty much all the emotion, and we, we can get to that phone call scene, but it was just amazing. That was probably the biggest uh, sideline shock I had in the episode was how much of an impact Henry ended up having. Yeah, and the other funny thing with, uh, with Henry is that again I didn't see it coming because even in this season I actually started to like just like I like Philip's side story I actually started to like the whole thing about Henry oh I wonder how Henry's team's doing you know are they gonna make the playoffs <laughs> and when he came home and you know uh, like there's another great thing this show had without you realizing was the relationship between Stan and Henry 
And that's kind of how mm-hmm. the Jennings were able to leave it. It's like, listen, we can't take Henry. You know, Henry really likes you. You know, he's going to need you. And that's even keeping the, the phone call conversation aside. That's the other thing that kind of gave me like a tearjerker moment where, you know, you see these little things they did over the course of six years with like him sneaking into the house or uh, like you said, with Stan going into their fridge. That's the other thing is like, oh, where's Henry? Ah, oh, he's probably over there eating like uh, a microwave pizza with Stan because <laughs> that was like his watching home- movie. Yeah, that was his home away from home. And you don't realize they're going anywhere with that until that moment where he's like, Henry's going to need you. And I'm like, oh, that's so nice. <laughs> Henry's <laughs> going to have somebody. This is going to be hard on him. But you don't think, it, because Henry is such a throwaway character, you don't think that that's going to matter. And then when they throw it out there in the finale, you're like, yeah, that's what this is about. Like, And it's also funny that, you know, the difference between the Jennings that, uh, you know, that th- I think Philip was like, oh, we have to leave him. And then Paige is like, we can't leave him. That becomes a discussion. Do we leave Henry? And they're like, well, Henry doesn't know anything about this. We can't. That goes back to what you said about Paige. Like, how would that scene have worked differently if Paige didn't say, I know? If he's like, listen, you guys are Russian spies. And she just said, you're Russian spies? How could you? Why didn't you tell me? But, like, Henry can still, you know, plead ignorance and doesn't know anything about it. So he still has his life. But that's just – it works so well in the finale that this this meaningless character – you suddenly start to care about, you know, he shouldn't give up his life. And especially with the relationship with Stan, how they brought that all around. I mean, I just love that. It's just the moment Philip says it, it's just, I'm not, I'm not mistaking that, right? It was Philip that said it. Yeah. It's not Elizabeth. Yeah. The moment he says it, you're just like, Oh, of course, like this is, this is what this is about. But then you're also into that. I think, at least I was, and I assume every viewer just suddenly goes through your head, rolling around the options, much like Elizabeth is, well, they can't leave him. Yeah. But they can't take him. (laughs) They can't just take him to Soviet Russia. Like, either way, this kid is kind of screwed. Mm -hmm. He's going to have a very hard life going forward. Um but it's just that emotional pull of there is no obvious answer, and I guess that kind of is art imitating life, is that there is no easy answer to anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just what makes the emotional... And then you're talking about how the show is always surprising you. Then we have things like Philip saying, uh, oh, well, maybe, maybe I'll stay. Mm-hmm. And then you think, oh, well, this show is about the girls going off to Russia the guys staying and the Jennings family will be split in half mm-hmm. and they were split in half, which we'll get to, but, uh, it's kept going until the very end. And then we'll get to the, uh, the train sequence later, but it just kept going and going. And this was pretty much the entire finale. And, uh, that phone call. Scene, oh yeah. I, I'm, I'm standing up. I'll admit it. I don't care. I'm a grown man. I was, I was in tears. That <laughs> there was the scenes of, of, uh, all these other moments that happened, but them calling up Henry and no one saying anything, giving anything away. It wasn't necessarily what they were saying. It was just the whole thing of knowing this will be their final conversation. Yeah. And you have Stan, of course, doing it first because he was always closest to Henry. Uh, Paige, knowing that she'll probably give something away or break down in tears so she doesn't say anything, and him just rolling his eyes and being Henry, and knowing that's going to be the last time they ever speak, oh, that had me. Like, that scene was 
the second best scene of this uh, finale, I think. Yeah, it could have been tragic, especially since the way the scene plays out is that, you know, the family is trying to say their final goodbye and Henry just couldn't care less. But (laughs) it's because, you know, I I think because he was in a place where he was happy too, that I didn't really look at that scene as in like, oh, this is devastating. He's not going to have a final conversation. Like, it was about them saying their piece, and I think they got that. And I think that's where them being spies matter because they made this decision from the beginning. No, we're not going to take Henry. So when they make that phone call, they kind of know he's not going to, you know, be responding to them in any way. And uh, I'm sure everybody's had this kind of conversation with you, somebody in their family. They're calling you and, oh, I just want to see how you're doing and make sure you're okay. I'm like, yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm in a foosball tournament <laughs> right now. Is it okay if I go? <laughs> And they, you know, the next time I ever have a mundane conversation with anyone, I'm going to be terrified. (laughs) Well, and then when he's like, "Have you been drinking, Dad?" Because you get (laughs) as good of a spy as Philip is, he's giving something. Oh, he's like, "Yeah, a little bit here," and they're just passing the phone around. Or every time I pass the phone, okay, I'm getting the phone to your mom. No, no, don't give it to mom. Oh, she's like, "All right, Paige, let's talk." No, no, not Paige. Oh. He must have just been wondering what the hell is going on there. <laughs> and it, it was very uh, Malcolm in the Middle, I think, when they called up. Uh, I'm not sure if you ever watched oh, yeah. the show, when they would, they would call up Reese. Uh, <laughs> the uh, the Sunway from <laughs> uh, like, Reese. Uh, the, the other one. The, the things that they don't the, do. The old one. The old, yeah, he was the oldest son, I think. Oh, mm-hmm. I, what was the name? I already figured. we got to cover Malcolm in the Middle on here. <laughs> yeah, that's next. <laughs> now the Americans know we're just going to revisit Malcolm in the Middle. <laughs> um, it seems appropriate. Like, there's a lot of other stuff to talk about this episode, like the train scene and obviously the twists on the end. But I think there's a lot of things that this show didn't do. And, you know, Lost is a perfect example of there's so many things left unanswered. And people got angry that they weren't answered. But with the Americans, like, I'm just seeing universal praise. I literally found one review that was negative on it by saying they didn't reveal this, they didn't reveal that. But I think that's one of the strongest things in the family they didn't reveal. Like, you could have had a scene, even if it was a silent scene, with like, you know, with or without you playing, and then they cut to Stan talking to Henry, and you're not hearing the conversation, but maybe Henry breaks down in tears or something. They didn't even feel the need to go there. Like, it's left in your head. Somebody still has to have this conversation with Henry. How is he going to respond? And then the other things, like, we might as well just talk about it now. You know, Stan's Russian, maybe Russian girlfriend. <laughs> uh, that's like the biggest thing that's left unanswered in the show. And I don't know if it was a big enough story over the last two seasons that I was really wanting that closure. But I kind of feel happy just having that moment where as Philip's getting away, he's like, listen, I don't know this for sure, but I think she might be one of us. And then you realize, well, that leaves Stan with something, too. And that's why I think it works to not reveal it, even though in my head I think she is. But it works to not reveal it because he's dedicated his life, just like Elizabeth has dedicated her life. I mean, Stan's kind of the blend between Philip and Elizabeth. He's 100% dedicated to his country and his job, but he also kind of has that heart. And what would he do if he allowed them to get away? This has been six years of his life and he's been made to look like a fool. But by Philip telling him that, that gives Stan a purpose. So not that I expect an Americans, you know, reboot or anything in the future or a reunion movie or anything like that. But you know in your head that where the storyline is going to go for Stan is there's probably another, you know, two or three seasons that you could get out of 
him trying to find out who is Renee and where do they go from there. So I like that they actually didn't reveal that. Oh, I thought it was genius. Like, uh, I was thinking throughout the season, not in season five, but this season, Renee might be one of, uh, one of the Russians. Mm-hmm. Um, especially because there was this weird plot line with the FBI. You knew it was going somewhere, but it was getting to like episode nine and she's having a job interview and you're like, God, we don't really have much time left. Is this plot line going anywhere mm-hmm. or is she really just getting a new job? Um, and, I completely agree. I think she's a spy too, but I think it was genius the way they did that. In it, They've left it up to the imagination, but not just for the sake of leaving it up to the imagination. Like They easily could have had a final... The final shot of the show is, oh, it's never going to end for Stan, like, no matter where. He's just always with the Russian. Um, but it worked so well in a character plot point, as you mentioned, of... This is it. This is the last time Philip and Stan will ever leave, see each other. And Stan is giving this to them. He's letting them go. He could have just shot them. And so Philip's going to... They're friends. They legitimately are mm-hmm. friends. And he's going to give him this last thing of, I don't know, but she might be one of them. And it was so good because it's never been brought up. It's not like a plot point. It was just one kind of last nod to Stan and their friendship. So I think it worked geniusly, like... That was one of the best things they did of leaving this Renee plot. And then that shot in the With or Without You montage mm-hmm. of just seeing Renee there and you're like, oh, oh, poor Stan. <laughs> <laughs> seeing her outside of the house and just the way she, her, lots of good face acting in this episode. <laughs> lots of lots of montages which uh, lead to lots of good face acting. But I think she was great as Renee in that last kind of shot of her standing outside the house and it couldn't have worked out better, I think. I think if they said one way or the other, it would have, wouldn't have been as powerful as it was. And as far as, like, theories on her character, too, I think the thing that clenches it for me is what the um, plan was for Paige throughout the course of the season. Because when they actually had Paige trained to be a Spider-Man, I don't know... I had one complaint about Season 6 is that I don't know if they really... When they got to the point where Paige was training, I don't know if they really went as far with that as they could have uh, because she almost kind of got sidelined throughout the course of season six, maybe because they had like fewer episodes or whatever, or maybe yeah. it was just the design. They I didn't agree. want it to be about that, but I would have liked to have seen more about that. But the, the plan for her character, at least in terms of story was we're going to, you're, you're a born American. I mean, this was, we have our, our own generation. This goes back seasons ago, a, a new generation of authentic Americans that we could have as agents. And the whole thing was, we're going to get you into the state department. You're going to work inside the government. It's going to be completely legal. You're not going to have a cover or anything. And that's where I kind of saw the thing with Renee, where she's like, Oh, I applied for the FBI. Oh, I'm too old. Oh, but guess what? They're going to give me an interview. <laughs> so I think that's the whole thing that this would have been the next direction for the Russians was just to put people in the government. So, I mean, that's my theory as to why I think Renee would have been one of them. Yeah, and it's just convenient as well, the way they kind of met, and of course they would go up to Stan. Um, but I, I agree that Paige, I think, had... If you asked me in Season 4, I would have said, hands down, Paige has the best character arc mm-hmm. in this show. I do feel like they dropped the ball a bit, and her character arc kind of ended a bit in Season 4, maybe Season 5. Um... I this was not the finale I think second last episode I guess is what's our final resting thoughts on old pastor Tim 
Oh. Did he pull through for them, or did he screw them over? No, I, I like that they had him in it. Yeah, I didn't expect him to come back, and that no, he was such a huge part of season. Uh, uh, I, I can't remember if it was season two he was brought in or season three, but it was such a huge part for a long time, and that's one of those characters where you know he's collateral damage. I kind of look at him on a smaller level as like Martha, uh, where he's a good person who just he totally got screwed over by them um so like the conversation that he had with stan where he doesn't reveal it i mean i think that's the thing you know underrated actor on the show um i don't know if he was ever like a major character but the fact that there was always like this sense of fear with him without it being so Mm -hmm. obvious that's what i loved with that scene and bringing him back that you think they're going the direction where he's going to be like, okay, there's something I have to tell you. Maybe that's how he finds out. But where he's like, they were very nice people. <laughs> they <laughs> were good parents. And darn good Americans. Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. And there was, in one way, I think he pulled through, but others, he was definitely sending a message. And this is kind yeah. of where it comes to, like, Stan in season six, I don't think was as smart as he has been in past seasons like a lot of it kind of fell into place for him um you mentioned martha as well it would have been great to see her back but also at the end of the day this is what makes the americans so good is they do things that feel right they don't just bring back characters for the sake of bringing so i was hoping this season we would have got a bit more on martha but we saw that scene in season five um and you have to imagine in the Americans part two or the Russians that <laughs> Philip will reunite with her in some way, mm-hmm. some shape or form. Uh, but it would have been nice to see her just because I do love Martha. But I think it was probably the right thing not to shoehorn her into it. Yeah, Martha was the most unpredictable character in the show because, like, they took a long time to get where they were going. And when they got there, I think that's one of the main reasons why I love season four so much is just because of where they went with Martha's character. And also, being able to write her out kind of midway through the season instead of the end, that was another really surprising thing. And not being killed off. Yeah, exactly. And it's funny that it never even occurred to me, like when they finally got to to Russia in the end of this episode, it didn't occur to me until probably a day later when I was reading review where it's like, so what would happen to them afterwards? Would Philip reunite with Martha? I'm like, wow, that, that just blew my mind. <laughs> it's it's along with like Stan investigating Renee. It's like there's a whole other season here, and, and uh, maybe Henry ends up getting sent to Russia and he becomes a Russian hockey star because hockey's big in Russia. <laughs> like, there's so many things that you think. And Philip's son as well. Yeah, like the, the Philip's son. Yeah, there's so many things that they didn't even feel the need to bring here, and that's like what you said. It felt real. Because you didn't have even a moment where Philip's like, oh, yeah, Martha. Oh, I can explain this to her in person. <laughs> you know, there's so much they left. It. That's why it was kind of weird for me also the, uh, the, the thing with bringing back Gregory, which mm. that's where there's things in this episode along with you know what Paige does where I'm kind of left speculating what was their intention. Because I, I do love that this show has sort of left things open, but – with the involvement of Gregory, especially with that weird dream sequence that Elizabeth has at the end, like I kind of wonder what the point of that was. I think one interpretation of it could be, again, going back to that first season that, you know, with Philip, it's never really been a full marriage to her, that like Gregory was the guy that she wanted to be with and that in her mind, she's still there. But like, I, I just, I can't put my finger on 
what the purpose was of bringing him back here. And even just involving him again, where when they in- interrogate that one guy, um, you know, talking about uh, what Stan's investigating him in the restaurant or whatever. And it's like, so there was this oh, guy, yeah. Gregory, from six years ago. I'm like, you still remember <laughs> this? Like, we struggle to remember his name, and we're diehard fans of the show. <laughs> yeah, that sequence, um, I had kind of forgotten about Gregory. So um, when they cut to that sequence, I was like, what the hell? What? <laughs> Is this like a 20-year time jump or something? She's back in America? Like, mm-hmm. It took me a while to click, and I was just completely baffled. I'm like, what is going on? This show is going to end in the craziest kind of Sopranos type madness that, that you could possibly have. Um, it was quite weird, and it brought in the art plot line, which, let's face it, was not the strongest suit of the Americans. No. Um, um, but yeah, it was definitely it definitely uh, was a bit of a curveball. But I think it was nice to have kind of that throwback to, I guess, Elizabeth's first love. But one really great thing I love about this finale is uh, at the end of the day, a lot of things happen for Philip and Elizabeth to eventually get caught, but one of the big ones was uh, the priest. And this this whole show has been about Philip and Elizabeth's kind of arranged marriage and are they in love, aren't they? And in the end, they end up together. But I love that in the end, what kind of done them over was the fact that they had this priest that married them for real, like they were never officially married, and then season five they got married, and then in the end that marriage, if you really think about it, is one of the major things that ended up with them getting caught, so even to the very end it boils down to Philip and Elizabeth's relationship, and I thought that was genius. I don't know if it was intentional, but I have to assume it was. Well, there are so many ups and downs with them throughout the course, and you would expect that in a show like we we said right at the beginning, that this was more a show about this family having to be put in this weird situation. Something you would never expect if you watch any type of spy show is what would their covers be like with their families? Like, I think True Lies did that, like, 25 years ago, but in, like, a comedy way. (laughs) And here's, like, a serious way of dealing with it. But, like, they were all over the place throughout the course of this, and I think what made it so appropriate that it came down to that was that throughout the course of this season, it felt like they were more distant than they've ever been. And I think that has a lot to do with, like, her still being a spy and him not being but i mean there was so much tension in all of season six every time they were on screen together oh, yeah. I, it literally felt like a couple who was just ready to divorce and that it was so clever the way they played it out like because i think this is such a normal thing with pe- what people would know about families and divorce and everything is that you have these parents who stay together because kids now one kid's off at school the other one's out leading her own life they don't work together anymore she has her own thing he has her own thing and then what do they have left so I think it's still something that's left unanswered. That's why that dream with Gregory was so weird to me because I wonder, are they still putting it? Like now they actually have their own, they don't have a cover. Where do they go as a couple? And that's the, even the last line of the series. Oh, we'll figure it out. You know, <laughs> like the show in no way wants to even give you a hint as to what's going to happen with them. But it also doesn't imply that they're not going to be together. Like that's, there's so many things with this where it's like, where do they go five years from now? I think um, there was a legitimate time where I thought this finale, like mid-season six, that this finale would be the showdown between Elizabeth and mm-hmm. Philip. Like, I genuinely thought they were going there. Stan and Philip would join forces in one way, 
and try and take down Elizabeth. Um, I'm glad in the end they didn't go that way, even though I think it could have been really good. Um, but it's just, yeah, I guess I didn't think about the Gregory thing of it's casting doubt on their relationship, but I have to imagine uh, they're the only two who can relate to each other. They've gone through so much mm-hmm. that I think this is a relationship that will be around until they die. Um, yeah. Because they just, there's literally no one in, on the planet who can relate to them. They had to leave their children. Um, they've gone through so much together that I think they will be together in the end. But I do like that even to the very end, so much of this show has been about their turbulent relationship. And even though they're together holding hands, uh, they've made it, not, neither of them died, there is kind of still that doubt. Uh, we need season seven. <laughs> Um, I'm not ready. <laughs> well, there is one other thing that's left unanswered. So this, we'll kind of like group it together. The the train scene, which there's three, oh. I think three really great moments in this. There's the Philip and Stan showdown. There's the phone conversation with Henry. And then there's the train scene, which, I mean, this felt Agreed. like it dragged on for 15 minutes. And with or without you is not a very long song, but, which is why I was surprised. <laughs> I'm like, did they add a couple extra verses for this or something? <laughs> Because it just went on forever, but it was the one moment where there was a little bit of tension of, are they going to get away? And it wasn't because of Philip and Elizabeth, because mm-hmm. you could just see, like, the looks on their faces. Like, Matthew Reese and Carrie Russell, they own these characters in the confidence where, even though you know they're circulating a picture and their disguises, they're good, but they're not that good. It's the confidence they have when they're handing off their, their passports or whatever to this guy and he's looking at him and a regular person would be like, yeah, this is the same guy. But it's the fact that when they hand it to him, they just look so, oh yeah, whatever, this is just routine, that the guy would buy it. But then when mm-hmm. Paige, they, they take off and they see Paige sort of outside looking and waving, <laughs> that was the moment I didn't expect in the series because they had so much about oh one of us should stay. And Paige ends up staying. And it's also something that we don't have that final moment where Paige says, I did this because of Henry, or I did this because I still believe in getting the government job or whatever, or I'm not ready to go to Russia or whatever. I never saw it coming. And I, I, I got to be completely honest. I think my heart started beating twice as fast the second I saw her. I'm like, what is she doing? Oh, yeah. <laughs> And yet, it, it felt like such a proper finale, and my head started spinning of, is she doing this for Henry? Is she doing it for the job? But I don't care if I know or not. It's just, it seemed like such a fitting in that one of them's going to stay. It's not going to be one of the parents, it's going to be Paige. And, I mean, there's so many theories you could give about that, but, like, what a simple but completely effective way to throw a final twist in there. Isn't it amazing that this final episode had some of, like, if you made a top ten moments of the Americans... Mm-hmm. Like three or two of these moments came in the finale, but that was just because at this point they're on the train, they're about to get out, they're on the way to Russia. At this point, you think it's over. You think, okay, we've got the montage, Henry's staying, these three who have always been the kind of close three because of their knowledge of, like, they've told Paige and she's been training. It makes sense. Those three are going to Russia, Henry's being left behind, that's the end of the show. And just the way the kind of music cuts away when the the border people come on with the passports, and then when it cuts back into that ah, like really high point of the song, mm-hmm. and it's just they easily could have showed Paige standing up or anything like that, but 
it works so well because we're in Elizabeth's seat. We think it's done. And when you see her, I agree, like, my heart was beating and jaw was dropping and I was just, oh, my God, like, this, this finale was such a, a, a roller coaster. I'm getting chills just thinking about it. But that that single moment, not even the scene, just that single moment of first seeing Paige, maybe one of the greatest moments in television. Yeah. Like, I don't know how it will hold up in the future. Will it be remembered as one of the greatest moments of television? But just thinking about it, it works on so many levels. And and then you know that there, so you're thinking, oh, are they going to say, stop the train, stop the train? Something like that, and then Philip uh, Elizabeth sees, and she knows nothing can be done at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're all going to get killed if they try and do something, or get locked away for life. Philip then sees it, and then it's so good the way that they're all sitting separately. They don't want to yeah. have suspicion, and Philip just says no, like this is too much, and he just runs up to Elizabeth. It's it's amazing, but I completely agree with you. This is what separates the Americans. Is I personally think it's for Henry, but we don't need to know. Like, mm-hmm. That is arbitrary to know why she got off the train. It's probably kind of an amalgamation of all of those uh, things you mentioned and more, but it's so unnecessary to know. It's just this happened. It was emotionally charging, and it worked so well. It was shot so well. Again, great, great face acting in this episode. <laughs> The face acting Oscars go to this episode, but uh, I still think the garage scene is the greatest scene in the Americans, but this this easily goes up there, and it was jaw-dropping. I don't think there's a single person watching this go, oh, it's so obvious, uh, Paige is going to get off the train, like, clearly that's what's going to happen. No one saw this coming, and I don't think anyone thought, oh, that was stupid. This is just perfect is the only way to explain it. Because you know there's going to be some type of tension. Like I said, there's no tension watching Philip and Elizabeth try to get away. They've done this a million times. They spent 20 years doing this. You know that they're going to get away. So the only moment of tension in that scene is thinking, how is Paige going to handle this? Because even though we kind of said Paige's spy story didn't really click at any point in the season, one thing they did do well was just the doubt with her where how is she going to handle certain situations like the first time she had to see somebody killed and you know she made the mistake and ran up when she shouldn't have uh there was the great scene where there was the uh uh security guard or whatever who was hitting on her but mm-hmm. <laughs> was he hitting on her uh, so you don't know how she's going to handle it and that's what you're expecting that moment of either they find Paige and they arrest her because she's not as cool as they are or you know, Paige gets away, but there's that final moment of like, my heart's racing is, are they going to recognize Paige or not? So then just skip that and see her outside the train. Like you were expecting them to go one direction. They went the other direction. Uh, As far as like how it works, I think this is a show that a lot of people have used the word tragic to describe it in reviews. And I don't think that's right. I think this is the most satisfying finale you could have to have a finale where in a way it feels more satisfying to have the parents separated from the children. The reason it works, and this is why I would more lean towards, like you said, that she did it for Henry, is because it would be hard to accept them leaving Henry if everybody went except for him. It would also be hard if just Elizabeth and Paige left and Philip had to stay behind. In a way, it's more comforting to know, like the parents, they'd be okay in Russia. Paige would probably be better in America, even if she has to kind of live you know, 
uh, as a spy for the rest of her life, uh, it felt fitting that if you were going to separate this family, that you did it, the parents in Russia, the kids in America. I think uh, I read one comment that someone kind of said, oh, the title was referring to the kids all along, which mm. um, I don't necessarily think that was their intention, but I like that reading of the Americans. Like These two are Americans. They have no business in Russia. Yeah. And thinking back on the show, it makes perfect sense that Paige and Henry would end up in America. They are the Americans. Yeah. Uh, they're not Russian. They're Russian uh, by blood, but that's it. There's nothing in their culture. It's the same thing as... Uh, People being born in other countries, of course, they've got part of that culture, but if someone's born in Australia from, like, I know, Vietnamese descent, of course, they're still Vietnamese, but they're Australians. If they've never been to Vietnam, they've grown up in Australia, they know Australian culture. Um, They are the Americans, so it makes perfect sense for them to stay. Um, And it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking that Philip doesn't get to stay, and... I think it was a legitimate thing that could have happened that this show ended with everyone staying in America. I don't think it was always a given that they had to go back. This was the Americans. There was always that hope that maybe they would have this happy ending, even though you knew this show would not have a full-on happy ending. Um, I've seen the word bittersweet to describe it, which I think makes perfect sense. It's definitely a bittersweet finale. Um, But then the montage is still going, and then Paige in Claudia's house... um, such, I legitimately thought this was going to be the last shot of the show. I was panicking. Yeah. I always panic in finales. Of, I never like to look at the clock, but I always panic. Of, oh, no, 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 no. This can't be it. This can't be it. Even to the very end when she said, oh, we'll figure it out. Like, no, 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 no. Um, but when she came in, I, I always do assume she's just going to become a raging alcoholic now. But, <laughs> um, isn't it great, though, the symbolism of her sitting there, this kind of dingy old abandoned house, uh, staying in America but drinking the vodka mm-hmm. and it's just like, oh, what next? It's just perfect. You know, another thing that I think made all of season six work and especially the finale is knowing the real history. You know, this is all playing up on kind of the end of the Cold War and like with Gorbachev coming in and everything. So when you see that ending, you're thinking to yourself, hey, in a couple of years, the Cold War is over and they can maybe not necessarily go home because it might still be fugitives, but they can have a relationship with their kids again. They can talk to them. But the thing that made this episode work so great was that at no point do the characters imply that. And so many other shows would have done something where one of the characters, just so that the audience has peace of mind, says, well, at this point with the way Gorbachev (laughs) is, uh, I think that uh, it'll be safe in a few years. You know, the wall may come down. (laughs) May or may not. (laughs) Yeah, they start giving those, 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 you know, uh, giveaways to the audience. But these characters are still 100% convinced, even though they know things are changing with the Russian government, the American government, the relations, these characters still 100% believe this is it for the rest of our lives. But as an audience member, you can accept it a little more because you know that there is an end to the Cold War. And that's also just skipping ahead from season five to season six. Like, I didn't see them skipping four years. Yeah, and then as soon so as I saw... Such a big time to Yeah, and when, when I saw in 1987, it instantly clicked with me. I'm like, I know kind of where they're going with this. They're, they're, they're winding it down. Are they relevant anymore? Are, do they need to be here uh, you can kind of start to see when they're going. But, like, again, the characters never know that throughout the course. There's not one moment 
where they have a giveaway to the audience where they're like, it'll be okay in the long run. <laughs> I just, there's something in me, I'm an optimist, but there's something in me that thinks it won't be okay in the long run is, like, I know the Cold War is ending, and you're, you're perfectly right, they could have hinted at it, like, but it's, or they could have even tried to flash back to, flash forward or something to the end of the Cold War, to give a hint or something. Um, I'm so glad they didn't, they just left it. But I just, I don't see, obviously we'll never know, but I just don't see any kind of full, happy ending. For them to go back to America would be so difficult. And I, I can't see Paige and Henry coming to Russia. These people I, would be huge, like FBI fugitives. That I, I don't know, as much... I know we should just let the show die, but I'm just picturing like a movie or something where Philip reunites with Paige and Henry in the late 90s or something. I think it would be great, but I don't know. I feel like Philip and Elizabeth, they would know the risk of trying to reunite, and they would know that with Henry, that Henry probably is not going to accept them back into his life. That I, I don't know if I see a happy ending here. And even with Paige and Henry... I think she stayed for Henry, but I don't think they're necessarily going to be living together. Or again, maybe Paige can get out of it. She can maybe Stan will cover for her. It makes sense that the kid stayed, but there's probably enough evidence against her once they start compiling a case that I don't even know if Paige and Henry can be together in a full capacity. Yeah, well, like even when Philip is kind of alluding towards like when they stop at McDonald's or whatever near the end he's alluding towards you know I can stay here I can find little ways to make contact with him to make sure he's okay that's probably more than likely what Paige is going to spend the next 20 years doing yeah um, I don't I don't necessarily think she'll be a spy but it's going to be rough for both of these kids like mm -hmm. they're even if they go on to live their life in full there's no real happy ending but that's what made this finale so great is I said to a friend who has never seen the show, I said, oh, I'm going to go home and watch The Americans. Someone's going to die. I'm going to yeah. cry. I was so convinced. And what made this so great is no one died, but it felt it, it didn't feel like that was necessary. But it was a happy ending, but it was also a painfully, terribly sad ending that was so rare to pull off something like that that they could have easily just had all four of them going to Russia and, oh, yeah, we're in Russia, but we're all together. Well, all four stay in America, we're all together. But we're on the run. These things could, yeah, we're on the run or something, but the fact that it ended in, well, they're all alive, they're all going to be able to continue their lives, but they were a family all this time, and they're no longer together, and I could never have predicted that this is how the ending would happen, but yet I feel like there's not a single ending that could have been better, like... It's not like I thought, oh, I didn't see that coming, but I kind of wish they went this route. Like, mm -hmm. This is just the perfect way of having a happy, terribly sad ending that felt so natural, and I can only say good things about this. Um, I think it's pretty obvious what we're going to rate this episode, but before we <laughs> wrap it up, I mean, is there anything else that we're missing in the finale here? Because I think we should go with your idea of like favorite characters or favorite moments throughout the course of the series. Mm -hmm. Um. Just for the finale, I think we covered most of it. There was, like, Adderholt and all that stuff going on. Uh, I liked how Stan, Adderholt kind of says to Stan, oh, you were right, type mm -hmm. thing. I should have listened to you. That was nice. Um, but I think we covered most of it. 
I like the montage. And McDonald's was a great kind of final symbolism dinner for them to have in America. The American uh, institution. <laughs> yeah, it sums up the show so well to have a McDonald's like that. Um, but yeah, I just I don't know necessarily think there's anything more on the finale, but I think it's rare, not even finales, just any TV episode that we've covered here or that we've just talked about in life that we're kind of struggling to find a negative point with. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm trying to think of any anything that because even my favorite movies, my favorite like we love Star Wars and stuff like that, but we would find so many like things in that that we would go, oh, why did they do this? Blah, blah. Yeah. I'm struggling to think of one moment where I'm like, oh, that fell flat. Well, like, just looking at IMDb here, um, the finale episode has 1,345 ratings. It's currently at a 9.8 out of 10. 82% gave it a 10. 10% gave it a 9. Uh, (laughs) You're looking at... In in anything five and lower, let me see. This is twenty seven, thirty one, forty. Only fifty people out of thirteen hundred gave it five <laughs> or lower. Like this is yeah. about as perfect as And again, all the reviews, the same thing. It's like universally praised. The entire show is really for the most part. I mean, I'm, I'm looking on uh, uh, Rotten uh, Wikipedia here has the the reviews for Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic, and season one is probably the lowest rated like 88 percent and 78 (laughs) this season's at a 99 percent approval rating on rotten tomatoes which is tied with season four so i mean i think this goes down as one of the greatest shows of all time that most people have never heard of because i'm the same as you I, (laughs) i i know one person who watched the americans my brother started watching it, I think, the exact same weekend I did. It was sort of like a coincidence where he's like, oh, you know what show I recorded uh, that uh, I started watching? The Americans. But he's still saying, oh, I'm still trying to work my way through season three. We're talking like four years later. And I can mm-hmm. even remember my, my mom, like, this is exactly her type of show. And I told her, you got to watch The Americans. She's like, oh, I tried to watch it. I couldn't get into it. Jamie watches it with me, and she's always interested, but not enough to really watch it every single week. But, like... You can't find one person who said anything bad about the show. And it's even sad that as far as the Emmys go, I think it was only maybe season four where it got like a best uh, show nomination for the Emmys. I think the actors have gotten a few, but I don't think the show's ever really gotten the acclaim that it deserved. Yeah, it's kind of sad because you're talking about all those reviews and that. And I think it will be remembered fondly. And maybe it will be more after its time that people will start giving it as credit. I mean, we have to remember that I feel like Breaking Bad really didn't start to get kind of that acclaim until its last season. Like, mm. people watched Breaking Bad, but it wasn't like this is the best thing that's ever been on television, which is kind of the title it gets now. So maybe in the future people look back on it, and I think this finale definitely helps its reputation. But you're right, it's not like this was a household show, uh, but it is so well done that people like us just become annoying because it is a niche show that when we say you have to watch this it's perfect it's like, you know, people get turned off by that um so it is kind of this weird thing the same thing with the leftovers which i think is one of the best shows ever is no one watched that either and that had a great finale as well um i just wonder is i i 
I hesitate because it's been, what, two weeks since this aired? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to call it the greatest TV finale yet. I think it needs to have, like, a year to sit on it. I would need to rewatch it. But I would not feel too bad in saying... And I, I, I rarely uh, uh, deal in absolutes. So I'm like a, a, a Jedi, not a Sith, or <laughs> vice versa. Um, but I think it might be the greatest TV finale ever. There's some yeah. good ones, but it blew me away. And I always get kind of a bit pessimistic about finales because I've seen how much it can be a failure in so many great shows and I, I, again we can only say positive things and it, it stuck the landing it wasn't just a great TV episode it summarised the entire show and everything about it it left things it gave us closure but it left things open I don't like finales that give us too much closure and I don't like finales that give us too much open Mm-hmm. And this kind of hit the nail with both of those things, perfect balance. And, yeah, we need to give it time, but it might be the best TV finale ever. Yeah, I was thinking the exact same thing. I can really only think of a handful of shows that I would put on this level. Uh, but just the subtlety with how this was able to pull it off was what was most impressive. Because, like you said, there's no action this there's no gun shootout um it's just there's very little talking there's a lot of montages and somehow that just works better than anything we could have gotten with any other show mm-hmm. uh so it's pretty safe to say we're we're saying this may very well be the greatest finale in television history i'm assuming we're buying it or are you are you leaning towards a rent here <laughs> i'm thinking low rent and i'll i'll <laughs> sit on it but um low rent and i'll go over to stan's house uh, with it and watch it with a beer, but no, we need a category that goes beyond by. There's those TV episodes that we get to, and this absolutely hits it. That it needs to be in the legendary status, along yeah. with very few TV episodes. And maybe one day we'll be able to cover the other 74 episodes. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's such a shame. Just talking about this now because it's the first time I've ever talked about. It, such a shame. I hope one day I'll get the time to go back and rewatch the whole series, but. It is a shame that it just never really worked out that we got to cover it. Like It would have been great to do the whole final season, but this is... I'm still glad we got to do this and kind of cover it, but it's definitely a show that's definitely made for this kind of thing, I think. Let's throw a couple of our favourite moments and characters out here that we haven't had a chance to talk about since we don't know if we'll talk about it again, but... I'm going to go hands down outside of like the Jennings. Uh, Martha's hands down my favorite character on the show. And I never would have expected it. Cause I think for two seasons, I was like, Oh, they're back to this woman again. Like I like the <laughs> idea of him working a secretary because that's the other thing people forget. Like one of the two creators of the show worked for the CIA. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of authentic stuff here that you wouldn't get. It's not about we're stealing, you know, uh, you know, codes for some type of nuclear silo or something like that a lot of it's just let's get on the side of somebody who works inside the fbi who may be able to get us some information and the fact that it took like four years for philip to work this woman where he essentially had to marry her (laughs) and wear this ridiculous she thought to pay for four years and then eventually he does turn her in a way it's just her story arc I never saw coming I never saw her being as significant of a character 
as she was. So I'm going to put her up as like my favorite character throughout the course of the series outside of like the Jennings couple. I, yeah, I do love Martha. Um, she was great. And the way they wrote her out, we already talked about is great. Um, and Clark, it's just <laughs> Philip as Clark was great, but just a horrible guy. <laughs> I thought, um, I'm, I'm talking about being such a big fan of this, but I'm blanking on her name. I, I love that they brought her back in for this finale. Not necessarily a favorite character, but a storyline with uh, Philip being kind of the rock star dude and the young girl. Oh, yeah. I'm, I feel bad for not remembering her name, but then she was off to Greece or whatever, and that phone call in this season was just amazing because you're like, oh, Philip screwed up everything here by calling her. Um, I thought that was a great plot line. Uh, but for me, uh, just a random favourite, not like my all-time favourite, I, I did love Frank Gadd. I thought he was... Uh-huh. And his death in Thailand was, oh, again, so in season iconic. four, which is the best season um, so I thought he was really good. Uh, past the team, of course, as kind of that force standing in their way. Um, but there has just been so many great characters and great kind of season-long characters that are just in there for a little bit. Um, but we have to give a uh, special mention to Claudia mm-hmm. and Gabriel. Gabriel. Uh, both of those two, uh, like Margot Martindale, but both of those two characters were just amazing as kind of the other Russians in the show. Um so I thought both of those were supply. And uh, Claudia's conclusion in the second last episode, they, they couldn't have done that any better, I think, um, just having them standing there. Uh, but I guess my question for you, and I'm struggling so hard to think of an answer for this, but I think I know what my answer is. Um, Philip or Elizabeth? I'm, I'm going to say Philip just because I think we got the two dimensions of him. Not to say that Elizabeth is a one-dimensional character. I mean, she's anything but. She's arguably the most complex character on the show. But I think because we got to see Philip as the spy, as you know, the, the jealous husband, and then eventually as the failed realist, or not real estate, uh, travel agent. I mean, there, there was just so much going on with him. And I think he is a little bit more likable as well. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. I think it's Philip. Uh, I think he's the best character of the show, but it's not like it's an obvious standout uh, for all the reasons you mentioned. I think I've just always sided with Philip. Like, even from the early days, I like Philip. But then there's just something about uh, Elizabeth's storyline, and Carrie Russell is just, like, give her a damn award right now. Give them both awards right now. Um, but there's just something about her struggle that is just so good. It's so great to watch that she's unlikable. She is the bitch, but it's just her struggle, and it's not like she's a bad person. She wants to do what's right, uh, and then she wants to make these things work, but she's so job-orientated and so Russia-orientated that it's just so fascinating to watch. Um, So she's up there for sure, but I think Philip just just overtakes her. and Stan is a very close third as well. What an amazing character. I'm going to give my favorite alter ego characters here too. Um, mm-hmm. Philip, hands down, you already mentioned it, the uh, over-the-hill drug dealer preying on 15-year-old yeah. girls. <laughs> and I'm still trying to find her name, and I can't find it anywhere here. But yeah, the his teenage girlfriend, um, <laughs> bringing that back was just such a great surprise. And 
that was, I think, the thing in season three that threw me for the biggest loop because you got used to them having these disguises and it's like, it's acceptable in a way after two seasons what they were doing. But when you see that, like, he's working a teenage girl <laughs> and basically is her, you know, middle-aged boyfriend, I mean, it's it's the creepiest thing they've done the show. And the fact that he was okay with that, that's the other interesting thing is that there's certain things that were too far for Philip. He's like, I'm, I'm not going to go that far. And then there's other things like that where you're like, it's just nothing for him. And I, I just love that. And bringing that character back right at the end of the series was great. Uh, for Elizabeth, uh, actually, my, my favorite is in this season, in season six, the uh, uh, woman who uh, took the, the, the guy, the intern or whatever, for the senator, mm-hmm. where she saw him at the movie theater or whatever and then had him put the, the bugging device in there. Just that scene where he actually realized there's oh, a microphone yes. in oh, here. Good. Yeah, like I love that scene and I love that character that she played because I think it was probably the most likable character she played and then at the same time was like the most heartless moment she had in the show. There was part of me that in this season I'm like, let's do away with the disguises. Like, we've got too much else mm-hmm. to focus on. Like, let's not waste our time. But I agree. That was great, especially the uh, realisation. And then she let him go. You think, is she going to kill him? Uh, she let him go. You're in too deep. Uh, the artist one, I was not on board with that at all. Like, a waste of time. Um, there have been some waste of time ones, but I really liked... Again, I think going back to season four, right? Um, I loved her friendship with the Korean lady, the Korean wife. Oh, yeah. Because what made that so good is she was kind of his stan. Like, they mm-hmm. couldn't be friends, but they really did develop a friendship. Uh, and then she frames her husband at the end. Like, there was so much drama of that one that I think that has to definitely be up there as one of uh, Elizabeth's best kind of alter ego characters. And just a couple of uh, great moments uh, throughout the course of the show. Kimberly, that's the, I finally found it here. His 15-year-old <laughs> yeah. girlfriend. Um, a couple other great moments throughout the show, just to give a, a few shout-outs here. Uh, I'd say the entire season one finale, when, when it basically was like gang warfare, it felt like the Godfather in season one was like the FBI, like, they took our guys, so we're going to hit them where it hurts. That was great. Uh, obviously, Gad's death is one of the great TV deaths of all time. Uh, and uh, the, the the pool house scene in, at the beginning of season two, like probably the first really vicious killing that Philip had. Oh, yeah. and, and again, one of those moments where you don't realize that Philip, because he's the nice one and he's the one with a conscience, you don't realize that he could go that far. Uh, the entire final scene with Martha in season six too. Uh, the phone call you mentioned to Pastor Tim at the end of, I think it was season two, where Paige is just like, you know, my parents, they aren't who you think they are. Oh, and then they leave the season. Yeah. It's just crazy. Yeah. Um, I forgot it was just, that. just a handful of moments here. And the moment where Elizabeth got to slip, uh, slip, uh, the moment where Elizabeth got to to slap Claudia too. Just like a subtle moment. I love the way their relationship changed throughout the course of the show. Yeah, there are so many, and I, I will admit, season one and two, uh, I need to rewatch. They're definitely vague memories for sure. Um, but uh, one kind of just random one is season four, one of the late episodes. I loved that they did a time jump mid episode. That yeah. blew my mind. That you're thinking, oh, where is this season going to go? And then out of nowhere, mid episode, there was just a what. 
six months, one year, something mm-hmm. time jump, which was great. That was the David Copperfield episode. Um, what else? You mentioned Gad's murder. I loved the return of Martha in season five when we mm-hmm. saw her, like with her shopping. Um, that was really good. Oh, what was another? I have one from this season that I, I I thought was great. Now I'm. Oh, I loved just a small, like not iconic necessarily, but I loved uh, Paige, Elizabeth, and Claudia getting drunk mm-hmm. and sharing stories, and just hearing Claudia talk about the war and telling Elizabeth about her first love in Russia. And again, not iconic, but I I really loved that moment. Um, oh. How about I when they uh, they made the Russian dish and she took it home to Philip and he's like, I already ate. I've, sorry, I've but I have eaten. to. Think, yeah, <laughs> this has to be out of the house by morning. We like that's how deep their cover is. Like we yeah. can't have Russian foods here. That was great. Um, <laughs> but apart from the finale scenes that we already mentioned, I think my favorite scene goes to the cliffhanger of we have to tell Paige mm-hmm. all the stuff because that was just. That's when I really think I fell in love with this show. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't want to go. <laughs> we, <laughs> we have to, though. Yeah, this is like the finale again. Say yeah. goodbye. Uh, um, it's so sad, but I mean, we've obviously not only bought this episode, we've said create a new category for this. <laughs> uh, I'm very sad. I think I can actually go through the other shows that you know were on the air that I absolutely loved. I mean... There, there was a point, Alias, uh, another J.J. Abrams show, which was, I thought, my mm-hmm. favorite spy show of all time and one of the other great <laughs> finales. And then when that was over, I got, like, really, and I'd already been into, but then there was Smallville, which I loved. And there's another show, another great spy show called Covert Affairs that came after that, um, which one of these days I'll find somebody who watched Covert Affairs so we can cover that. <laughs> uh, but then as soon as that was over, the, there was The Americans. So The Americans... I don't know. It, this is the first, like you said, there's probably going to be another show, but it's the first time I'm doubting it. I'm like, because how do you top this? So it's so sad the show's over, but I mean, I don't think I've ever been this satisfied with a final episode, at least not in a very long time. And even if there are other ones I've been this satisfied with, um, there's nothing that I think I've appreciated and had the need to talk about this much where, you know, it's not just, oh, that was such a great finale. It's like, can you believe they did this? Can you believe they didn't do this? That's the crazy thing about this. So we can spend an hour and a half talking about what they didn't do here. <laughs> yeah, as I, I said at the top of the show, this is six years of a person's life. So it was quite weird two weeks ago that a part of you is really disappearing. I know it's just a TV show, but it's six years of your life uh, and then it's gone um, but yeah, this show it was something different, and um, at the moment there's some good shows on, but there's nothing that's there, and there's nothing that I feel. Of course, there's things like Game of Thrones which I like, but it's, mm-hmm. I don't have that same connection to. There's, there's no shows I'm thinking will be ending soon that will be at this level, and I just urge everyone to watch this show if you listen to this and you've never seen the show I don't know why, that's crazy madness but um, we always talked about we had to talk about this show but after I watched this finale I'm like no I we really have to talk about this show and it's a shame we didn't talk more but I'm glad we got the opportunity to do this because this has just been on my mind since it aired um, it was such an amazing show 
these characters were some of the best TV characters, um, and it was such an amazing finale, and uh, it couldn't have gone any better. And I'm holding out for the Americans too. <laughs> Even though I know there shouldn't be any more, I'm dying for more. Like, put the next episode on now. Yeah, I need it. And if everybody out there listening to this episode wants to hear more about the Americans, tell us how much you want to hear about the Americans. And Noah will find time to move to another country uh, <laughs> where he has more free time. And I will find more excuses to get my child out of the house for the day, send him off to hockey camp um, in a different state. It's, it's very appropriate. Your son, you, you've got away. Uh, I've fled to another country. so it's just, We are living it's, out the finale of the Americans. Li- living the Americans right now. I'm about to head down to McDonald's straight after this. <laughs> That's how dedicated to this show we were. Uh, but if you want to hear more about the Americans, just tell us, and then we'll see what we can do at some point in the future. No guarantees. But uh, if FX brings back the Americans for a season seven, I'm sure we're on board with it, right? Oh yeah, hands down. We'll be so there. we're we're sad to go here, but we have to um, make sure to listen to all of our other episodes, including Lost, which you can hear Noah on every single week for at least a few yeah. more weeks. <laughs> it's been fun recording these week to week. Uh, yeah, I've enjoyed it. There's a lot of references to the Winter Olympics and. <laughs> Excuse them, it's definitely being recorded week to week. And continue on listening to the Mission Impossible recaps that Ben and I are on now because in two more weeks we're going to get to, we're getting to Mission Impossible 1 uh, anytime now, and then in two more weeks we get to talk about Mission Impossible 3, uh, which co stars Carrie Russell in her first ever spy role. Uh, so be excited <laughs> for that. Uh, there's going to be lots of Americans references. I even found a way to work a lot of American references into our first Mission Impossible episode, which is coming up within the next 24 hours or 48 hours. Ben is going to be very confused. He, he was very confused just watching the movie. <laughs> Add in the Americans references. He's like, what am I doing here? I want to get Ben's recap. We should get him to watch the finale of The Americans without yes. having seen any episode and just get his reaction to it. We found a way to... Squeeze Do one more, more episode out of the Americans finale. <laughs> anyway. Break Ben's yeah. Americans virginity. <laughs> mm, I'm in. Make sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, uh, Billy's YouTube channel. <laughs> like us on Facebook. <laughs> follow us on Twitter. I'm so sad to go. All I can say is my name is no. Colin and with or without you... <laughs> My name is Noah and we'll be alright. We'll figure it out. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.